Hello everyone and welcome to the Formation, a soccer pod. I'm Ben Hammond. I'm here with my best bud, Matt Prince. On this pod, we choose a formation for the week and break down the week's top soccer matches, highlights, goals, standings, and tournaments for the casual soccer fan using the formation as a guide. Whether you are new to the sport or have been watching for years, there is something for everyone as two former high school teammates and collegiate athletes give insight to the game we love. Join us as we explore and explain the ins and outs of soccer as we mainly focus on the Premier League, but we also touch base on Europe's top five leagues, as well as the Europa League and the Champions League. Welcome to The Formation. Hello, The Formation friends. Welcome to another episode of The Formation. Today is going to be a little different because Ben is spending time with his family, so he is unable to make it today, and I will be doing this by myself today. So enjoy me talk for a little bit here. Um, If you don't like enjoying me talk, I am sorry to hear that, but you're going to hear it anyways. So today's topic of conversation that I want to bring to you guys is about the Ballon d'Or winner. So this prestigious award just happened a couple days ago and still fresh in the mind here. So I'd like to go over that a little bit. Um, So let's go over the first off like what is the award ben and i talked about a a little bit about it earlier in a different podcast so it is the award for the best player in the world in soccer for a season year so it used to be a calendar year which overlapped in two different seasons they recently changed it so now it is just a season and it's talking about the international games, they're talking about club games, anything that happens within that season is fair game to be judged on. And then there's journalists that are part of the soccer world that vote on their players who think they should be um, you know, deserving of this award. And then how the points are um, tallied out is that if you have the player in first place, they get a certain amount of points the whole way back to like 10th or so. And then whoever has The most points at the end of all the voting ends up with the award, um, and then they go through the ranking first, second, third, kind of laying everybody out into their respective positions. So this year's award in 2023, um, it was kind of controversial, to be honest. There was a lot of discussion about who was going to win this, because when you look at the stats across of... Across all the different leagues, there were a lot of standout players. A lot of standout players. Um, Victor Ozimhen had an crazy, crazy year for Napoli. Helped them win um, some trophies there. They finally won the Italian um, the Italian League for the first time in years and years. And he was a big part of that. And he ended up coming in eighth. Bernardo Silva, who we talked about so many times throughout the season, having a crazy year for Man- Manchester City. Helping them to win win their treble. He came in ninth. Looking at 10th place, which is as far back as I'm going to go, is Luka Modric, who won a few years back and has been incredible ever since. He is um, towards the end of, uh, of, of his career here, getting kind of close to retiring, I would think. But the Croatian continues to impress us as far as his ability to control the midfield. Um, he came in 10th. Looking at 7th place, Julian Alvarez, who Ben and I talked about as an incredible player for Man City. It's honestly amazing that he came in seventh place this year. Like, he is so young, so talented, and he was doing a lot of subbing in for Holland or somebody else on this Man 
Manchester City team, and he really delivered on a lot of goals, and and, and especially in goals of important time, too. He had a big play. He, he had a big role in the World Cup this year, which kind of elevated him in this ranking, in my opinion. So I think that's why he lands at seven. Looking at sixth place, heading towards that top five, we have Vinicius Jr. for Real Madrid. He had an incredible year for the Spanish side. He was so good at um, pushing them forward. He helped them make the run that they did in the Champions League. They weren't able to go the whole way, which I think kind of bumps him back, along with the performances of Brazil, which, let's be honest, is not um, what we expect to be um, as far as like the Brazilian side in the World Cup. So I think because of those reasons, he landed at sixth. Entering into... The top five ranking, we have Rodri at five, which Ben and I talked at nauseum about Rodri and like how good he was for this Man City side. I mean, he would score goals when he's not expected to score goals because he's a center defensive mid, but he was scoring really important goals for them at really crucial times. And he's just been a solid player and he's been on the scene for several years now and he continues to impress his ability to transition from defense to offense pick out passes um he just has an engine that doesn't stop going and he's super impressive for manchester city and he's really impressive for spain too um he is a driving force in the Span in the spaniard side and um ben Lux loves to talk about the spaniards and how well that they that they play and he is up there with some of the best so he lands himself in fifth place looking in fourth place we have another Man City player. Um, there's quite the theme going on here. Um, but we have Kevin De Bruyne, KDB. He is currently hurt, but once again, this goes based off of last season. So last season, he played just about the entire entirety of the season, minus a few games at the end of Champions League. Um, but he had, once again, an incredible season, providing so many assists, providing so many goals, and just a driving force behind what this Man City team is. So no doubt in my mind that he should be in the top five. He is an incredible player, great passer of the ball, great dribbler of the ball, great composure. Um, I think that he's going to continue to perform for quite a few years coming up here. So uh, continue to watch him do well. I don't know if he will ever win the Ballon d'Or, which is a little upsetting because he is one of the best midfielders, I think, of all time. But just the way that the format of this um, award is laid out, I think it would be hard for him to win just because he's he doesn't have all the stats, all the goals, um, but he certainly deserves to be up there with uh, with with the best. So he finds himself in fourth place. Entering the top three for the Ballon d'Or of this year, in number three, we have Kylian Mbappe. So the French for, uh, French forward ends up in third place. He had a ridiculous amount of goals in this past season. He was a driving force behind why PSG did so well and continues to do well. He's a great scorer of the goal. We saw some ludicrous goals from him during the um, during the World Cup. He was a big reason as to why they got to the final. He ended up with, you know, a brace and some hat tricks. And in the final, he's really the reason why they even ended up going to PKs because of the goals that he scored. So Mbappe, incredible player. His time is coming. He has not won this um, award. Neither has the number uh, two placed player. Um, but 
In third place, Kylian Mbappe. Look for him to do big things in the future. Maybe we'll see him transfer somewhere else. PSG, um, being a French side, to be honest, because of the way that this is set up, once again, it's journalists that are voting on this. Um, I think that there is a tendency to lean towards Spanish side players, which I think is kind of unfair, but it just seems like that's the trend. Um, Our number one player in the world in 2023 isn't from a Spanish side, but has played for a Spanish side in the past. So I think that they still kind of hold him in a high regard, but I think Kylian Mbappe has a better chance of winning it. Honestly, if he um, goes to the likes of a Real Madrid, which he is heavily linked with. So we'll see how that could change things in the future. But for now, Mbappe finds himself in third place. Moving on to second place, which this might give away the winner, but we'll start with second place, is Erlen Holland from Norway in Manchester City player. He had a ridiculous amount of goals. I'm talking like 56 goals in the season, which is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, the guy was scoring goals for fun, breaking all sorts of records in the Premier League for hat tricks, fastest hat tricks, like all sorts of things. I mean, it was absolutely insane what this guy was doing, especially since he had Kevin De Bruyne uh, backing him up, giving him assists. He had Rodri behind him as well. He had Julian Alvarez helping him out. I mean... There's a theme here in the uh, in the top 10. There's one, two, three, four, five Manchester City players. So Manchester City, um, you know, possessed half of the top 10 rankings of the best players um, in the top 10 for the Ballon d'Or uh, this year. Absolutely insane. Erlen Holland deserves to be in two. A lot of people would argue that he deserves to be one just because of his goal involvement. Personally, I think that second is a great place for him to land. I think that although it's not his fault, he was not in the World Cup. I think it's a big hit against him that Norway did not qualify. They were not in the World Cup, so he was not able to be present there. He wasn't able to um, show his uh, scoring premise during that time, whereas some of these other players were able to do that. Um, He edged out Mbappe, who was at the uh, World Cup, but he did not edge out the number one player in the world in 2023, winning his eighth Ballon d'Or eight times this player has won this prestigious award, and it's Lionel Messi. From Argentina, the World Cup winner, it seems like it was written in the stars for him to win this. Um, Once again, there's some controversy behind it. He didn't have the goal involvement that Erlen Holland did. Now, don't get me wrong. He had an incredible season. He really did. Um, Playing for PSG, transferring to the MLS, uh, he he had just a great, great season. I mean, his goal involvements, his assists, he helped carry PSG once again to win the... um, to win the French League, and then obviously his involvement for the Argentina side that won the World Cup is just just over the moon. You can't say how much this guy pushed Argentina to get this win. He was not a bystander. He was an active part of them. I mean, he was scoring goals. He was you know, scoring free kicks, giving assists. He was a very, very big driving force behind why Argentina won the World Cup. And I think that that's why Messi just edges over the line to win this 
win this award this season um, just because of that. Like I said, it's, it was written in the stars. So being journalists, um, the people writing the stories on this, I think that the narrative is just way too strong for him not to win it. I don't think that it's not deserved. Don't get me wrong. I think Messi absolutely deserves this, but I think it's just, it's tough that he edges out Holland here. So I think it's a real toss up, but I do really like the way that this ended up. Um, I do think that the top five is very well deserved. I don't think I would have it any other way. Um, definitely Messi one, Erlen Holland two, um, maybe De Bruyne three, kind of tough there. Um, I don't watch a lot of Mbappe play, but obviously his stats speak for himself, um, for themselves. So just an incredible award going to an incredible player. Like I said, this is his eighth Ballon d'Or, which is the most in history. Um, second is Ronaldo with five. So Messi is a clear standout here in this in this tournament. Um, looking back at some previous winners to just go back a few years to just show the company that he's in. Messi won it 2023. In 2022, Kareem Benzema won it. Um, he was with Real Madrid, so another Spanish side. Kareem Benzema had a crazy year that season. Um, looking back at 2021, Messi won it that year with uh, PSG once again. Um, Messi has been dominant in this. And as we go back here a little bit farther, we'll see that as well. 2020, was the award was not given because of the pandemic. There were a lot of things happening during that year. Um, soccer was still being played to an extent, but it was very affected because of the pandemic. Um, if that were, if that award were to be handed out, I think it goes to Robert Lewandowski of Bayern Munich when he was there. Um, he's currently at Barcelona, but during 2020, he was Bayern Munich an absolutely standout player. I think no doubt in my mind, he would have won that year. So I do feel kind of bad. I think that he got robbed of that, um, of that prestigious award that he hasn't won. And I think that was his year to win it. And unfortunately, uh, you know, the pandemic happened and it just didn't fall into place. 2019, Messi wins it again, going back to 2018, Luka Modric. And then it is the Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo show. So 2017, Ronaldo, 2016, Ronaldo, 2015, Messi, 2014, Ronaldo, 2023, Ronaldo, 20, or I'm sorry, 2014, Ronaldo, 2013, Ronaldo, 2012, Messi, 2011, Messi, 2010, Messi, 2009, Messi, 2008, Ronaldo, and then right before the Ronaldo and Messi era started, Kaká was the last one, 2007, to win before Messi and Ronaldo took it for 10 years, which is absolutely crazy. Um, another crazy stat is that Messi had four Ballon d'Or trophies before the age of 25, and now currently there isn't a 25-year-old or um, or less that has won. So that just shows how amazing Messi was and how young of an age that he was doing it at, that, that he had four of these trophies by the age of 25, and there's no 25-year-old who, who even has won at this point. So... It is absolutely crazy the the amount of talent that Messi has, and honestly, he he deserves this award. It was like I said, written in the stars for him to win this, just because he was finally able to lead Argentina to the one trophy that he was missing from his repertoire, and that was the World Cup. 
at the ceremony. It was really nice. He got up there and gave a speech. He was obviously very thankful, very accepting of the award. And um, he was asked about, you know, Erlen Holland and him coming in second. And he had some really nice words to give to Erlen, Erlen Holland about how his time's coming and he's an incredible player and he will win this at some point. Um, so that was extremely nice of him. He was also asked about the, you know, the, the debate, Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi. And he was asked pretty, pretty plainly, like, are you the best player of all time? Are you the goat? And he was very humble about the whole thing. He was very, um, accepting of that title, but also understands that he, is surrounded by so many, so many incredible players, Ronaldo being one, and then just like looking back at some of the all-time greats. Um, so he, he took that question very humbly and said that if some people regard him as the GOAT, he will gladly accept that title. And if other people don't, he's okay with that too, as long as, um, you know, as long as those people are aware of just how good he is. He didn't say that part, but um, of course, respect just needs to be on his name no matter what. So I think it is incredible just like what he's done um, for the sport, honestly. So last thing here, going through just some previous like winners and the amount that they have have won. There's a whole bunch of players who have won one time the Ballon d'Or. Um, Kaka's won, Luka Modric has won, Kareem Benzema, some players that we talked about previously. Um, going back to um, uh, Ronio Dino having won, and then Manu legend George Best had won. Um, one of my favorite players, talked about him a bunch. Um, Chef Shanko has won one. Um, uh, Zidane has won one as well. And then moving into some players who have won two. Um, honestly, it's an incredible, um, prestigious award to win once winning twice is even better. Um, Ronaldo of, um, Brazil has won this twice. Uh, he was actually the youngest player of all time to win this. So won it at a very young age, Johan Cruyff, who we talked about as a, um, manager in a previous episode, he won it three times. And then moving into the era of Messi and Ronaldo, Ronaldo won it five times and Messi has won it eight. Just incredible from both of these players, but Messi just takes the cake when it comes to when it comes to the Ballon d'Or with the eight winners, um, eight winning titles. It's it's incredible what this guy has done. Um, I'll be really interested to see what next season brings. I think that this era of Messi Ronaldo is over. Um, Messi now currently resides in Miami, playing for Inter Miami, which don't get me wrong, he's going to do cool things there as well, but not enough to win the Ballon d'Or. Just like Ronaldo playing over in the Saudi Arabian League, I do not believe that he'll have enough to win it either, especially with the likes of some of these players coming up, um, like Jude Bellingham, who has crashed onto the scene. He was don't get me don't get me wrong, he was great for uh, for Dortmund last season. Um, he was really high ranked in in the Ballon d'Or this year um looking down he was ranked 18th so he was in the top 20 um last season for Borussia Dortmund so the fact that he's playing even better this season and for a Spanish side so in my opinion that gives instantly gives him a boost because he's playing for Real Madrid um I think he's going to be a force to reckon with especially if he continues the uh 
the track that he's on now and can lead Real Madrid to maybe a title win, maybe a run in the Champions League. So we'll really have to see where that ends up, especially with Erlen Holland really wanting to get this award for himself too. Um, he continues to score a crazy amount of goals for Man City. He won the treble um, last year, so maybe they'll be able to perform just as well this year. And then Mbappe, once again, kind of pushing himself in there. We'll see where he, he possibly gets traded. So next next year's Ballon d'Or, I think it's going to be really, really tough choice when it comes down to some of these players. Um, if I had to put a bet on it right now, I would say Jude Bellingham kind of takes it. If things keep going exactly the same way they are now, um, just because of the way Jude Bellingham is having an influence on the team that he's playing with, I think that he might take it, which would be absolutely incredible because he is such a young player and playing so well. And that would be just really cool to see, especially as a fan of the Premier League, fan of England um, soccer. He is a England um, international player. So to see it go back to England would be also cool. Um, so we'll have to see. So in short, Messi is the best player in the world, according to the journalists that vote for the Ballon d'Or in the 2023 season. So kudos to Messi, kudos for him once again winning the World Cup. It was just absolutely incredible to see. Um, I mean, he's possibly the best player to ever play this sport. And I was listening to another soccer podcast on the way back from work today, and they were talking about Messi and just the influence that he has had on this sport as a total. And just like, like we're going to miss him when he retires. He's not playing at quite the level that he was even last year. Being at Inter-Miami, um, he's probably going to step out of the limelight for Argentina once uh, this this season's international kind of um international play ends so it's going to be an extremely sad day for thousands and thousands of soccer fans when Messi retires and it's going to be incredible that sometime you know I had this thought driving home that that you know someday if I'm blessed enough to have have children and blessed enough to have children who love the sport that I love I'm going to be able to say like I was alive and watched this player play at the peak of his his career and just how incredible he was. And I'll pull good uh I'll pull up good old YouTube or whatever um is is happening during that time. Um and I'll show highlights of this incredible wizard of the ball and and it's just going to be so nostalgic to look back because honestly it's you watch videos of him when he played for Barcelona when he was at his peak and just it's just incredible now so when we don't see this uh, how normal it is to see him play like this 10 years from now it's going to be incredible to look back and be like oh my gosh I remember that and it's just going to be amazing and who knows? Maybe we'll have some other um, revolutionary players that come through. I'm, I'm sure we will at some point. Erlen Holland's doing his best. Mbappe is doing his best. Jude Bellingham is trying to push into there too. Um, but to be honest, I don't think we will ever see the likes of a player like Lionel Messi. So honestly, incredible that we were able to watch him as much as we were able to, especially with a player almost as equal caliber, Ronaldo, just being able to, these two just push each other, challenge each other, especially when Messi played for Barcelona, Cristiano Ronaldo played for Real Madrid, and they were just playing each other 
you know, several times a season. And it was just incredible to watch those two battle it out. Um, so it'll be a sad day when, when, when they retire, um, not only because they're like my childhood, um, just best players in the world, but also just like a whole era and just might possibly be the best player of all time. So, um, incredible to see what he's done so and it'll be really cool to see who kind of steps into uh his shadow or steps out of his shadow rather who might emerge as the next Messi, the next ronaldo um there's some great young prospects in the making um so it'll be really exciting to see what happens next so thank you guys for listening. I know it was a little different today, which is me kind of babbling on to myself. Um, felt a little weird for me too, because there's nobody responding here. I'm just sitting in an empty room with my dogs and luckily they're being a little bit quiet today. Um, but I'm hoping that, I'm hoping you guys took something away from this. Uh, go look at the rankings. Really cool to see who's up and coming, who is the best on this list. Uh, really awesome to see a couple goalkeepers thrown in there too. Um, I didn't even touch on some of the some of the other awards that are handed out at this at the ceremony, including best goalkeeper, which went to um, Martinez, the goalkeeper from Argentina, because uh, he was just played incredibly as well. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. The next time. Um, next time you hear from us, hopefully it's Ben and I um, coming back at you with our typical banter and whatever our topic may be. Bringing a formation to you guys. We love doing this so much that I'm putting one out by myself. So hopefully you guys enjoy this as well. Have a great evening. Have a great week. And thank you for listening to the Formation Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Formation with Ben and Matt. Join us next week for another formation and another breakdown of the week's top flight soccer. Have a great week and make it a tactical masterclass. And remember, it's called soccer.